Blog Talk Radio. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas, you're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page One with LeVar and Mary on Blog Talk Radio. say 
it is good to have one with your name, and it is good to have, like, the other one that you just used. I've, I've seen the oddest off ones and ones that will make you just, like, wonder, I really hope you're not using that as your main one. I really hope you're not. <laughs> Which is bad. Very, very bad. But anyway, I, I back, to, back to, you digress, back to where we're at. Like, you want to want people to tweet us? Yes. Um, where you found us? Yeah, I'm kind of curious because, you know, I see different statistical measures of where we are found from. And, of course, the other major thing about this is where we're listened to. Um, the one thing that's great about this platform is that it is worldwide. And I believe in this evening, for those of you who listen, whether it be in the U.K., uh, Hello to you all, uh, and all of you who listen in Canada. Uh, I do believe one of the other top areas where we're heard at is in India, um, and then of course uh, parts of South America, and then uh, other parts uh, along uh, Japan. Um, yeah, everywhere. I mean, this is. In Australia, it, it, we're heard a little bit of everywhere, which is amazing. Uh, so to all of you who follow us worldwide, thank you <laughs> for listening. Uh, we're appreciative of it. We'd love to hear where you're from, uh, how you listen. Um, but, yeah, but beyond that, you know, this has been a good week, a reflective week, but a good week. And... I normally don't share too many things. I mean, we normally don't on our, our in our lives here, our personal lives. Um, but I know, especially for me, and I, and I know this is a, a controversial topic with a lot of people, uh, but next week on uh, some time, I will be getting uh, my second COVID shot. Um, I wouldn't say I'm nervous. I'm a little anxious. I'm anxious to get it over with. I'm anxious. <laughs> it's almost like it, it sounds bad. I'm anxious to just kind of see what happens because you. I think by now, you hear other people. I wasn't in the first group of people that got their shot a month or two ago, and by now it's kind of almost like, hey, I know so and so has gotten it, and I know so and so had these issues, so now. You know, here I am taking mine, and now I'm going to find out what happens to me. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of like that uh, feeling of it, so that hopefully I can help whoever else is going to be after me. <laughs> and uh, I know there was a radio personality here uh, in Chicago and a TV personality that went and got theirs. And they said they it kind of drug them through for a day, but after that, they felt fine. And I think that's pretty much been the norm. Um, the odd thing here is the day that I get my shot, um, I am in my regular line of work, in my civilian life, I'm going to take that day off, which I think is probably going to be the smartest thing for you if you, all of you shot if you're going to take it. But the odd thing is is that here in Chicago, the weather has been kind of cold. I 
heard me complain about it the last few weeks. The weather in Chicago on Wednesday, near 80. <laughs> All in one week. Isn't there a meme that does that? Like in, in one week you have your winter clothes, your spring clothes, your summer clothes, and your fall, like three different kinds of clothes in all in one week. Isn't I, I there think some so. kind of meme? Here in this city, I think that is true. Uh, you just don't know. Uh, but the it's only more, place in the uh, world you can have three seasons in one day. Right. It's more <laughs> the irony of it is that uh, the day that I'm going to probably be convalescing from this shot is supposed to be one of the nicest days of the year so far. <laughs> 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 I can't even do that right. I can't even, like, you know, go and, uh, you know, most people take a day off and, like, you know, um, go and just mess around and just enjoy the weather. Me? No, no, no. <laughs> I plan on being in bed. <laughs> but, hey, Sarah, Sarah, it is what it is. But um, I am surprised that when you said hello today that there was something that you did not do. Um, you do know what today is. Today is, I don't know what, today is Friday. <laughs> today is Friday. <laughs> today is Friday. Today is Friday. But today. Okay. <laughs> today is also a very special day. Um, and this leads us into our almanac. Today is talk like. Shakespeare Day. Oh, goodness. No, I didn't know that. I, here I was worried. <laughs> so that oh, I thus did not talk. Oh, sorrow. Yes. <laughs> did not talk like Shakespeare, who legitimized the death. Did you have to do the accent, too? I, I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> Also, uh, because you are a Cubs fan, today, uh, on this date in 1914, the first baseball game at Wrigley Field, then known as Wiegman Park in Chicago, was played. So, yes. But also today, hmm. Cherry Cheese, National Cherry Cheesecake Day. What's your favorite cheesecake? Uh, I actually enjoy strawberry cheesecake, like New York-style strawberry cheesecake. Although mm -hmm. I am also a very big fan of the key, key lime pie cheesecake that they have at the Cheesecake Factory because it's not so rich or dense or sweet. It's kind of tart, which gives it a different – it's, like, totally different, and I love it. So those are my two go-tos. Do you have a favorite? strawberry cheesecake I love uh, I am game to try any newer type flavor as long as it's not too wild um, or it has too much of one other taste I'm pretty much I'm not going to roll toward that but um, also today is Lost Dogs Awareness Day uh, National Picnic Day National Take a Chance Day and National Day of Silence uh, tomorrow, it is 
National Sense of Smell Day, National Rebuilding Day, National Kiss of Hope Day, National Pigs in a Blanket Day, and it is also National Pool Opening Day, which is generally the last Saturday of the month. Um, I am ashamed to say that I am not a swimmer. Um, I have my mom tried as hard as she could to put me through swimming lessons. I will wade in a pool. I will sit in the pool. I will uh, walk in the pool. As for swimming, <laughs> uh, I will not swim, which uh, I know. And it's, and it's one of those things where I tell anyone, if you have an opportunity to do it, go ahead and do it. Uh, as for me, maybe one day when I can get over whatever um, feelings I have about it, maybe I'll get back to trying to do it. But, yeah, Um no, I don't really know how to swim that well. I mean, I can I know a few things, but I stopped, and pretty much my parents at that point were like, we're not going to force it. <laughs> we're not going to waste money trying to teach you. <laughs> um, they know lost cause when they see it is what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. Sunday <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> is National DNA Day. It's National East Meets West Day. National Telephone Day. National Zucchini Bread Day. Uh, It is also National Hug a Plumber Day. And actually on Sunday, National Pet Parents Day. So happy National Pet Parent Day. Yay, because I'm a pet parent. Mm -hmm. And I know because you love it, uh, April 26th, it is National Pretzel Day. There we go. That's what I'm talking about right there. And uh, still ahead, You know where I'm headed on the 26th. Yeah, yeah. Uh, April 28th is going to be National Superhero Day. So Interesting. Superheroes like real superheroes or superheroes like Marvel superheroes? Uh, it is actually uh, – actually, I'm going to pull up that information for you while we're live since you asked me that question – uh, it honors superheroes, both real and fictional. Awesome. So, Good. Then we have a superhero day for people that are actual superheroes. It was created in 1995 by Marvel Comics employees. So, Bravo. See, this is why I like Marvel better than DC. At me. <laughs> we are going to start a war with people here tonight. I am um, absolutely going to start a war. <laughs> <laughs> and me, I am on that side where it's either or. I don't have a dog in that fight, so, yeah. <laughs> but if you had to pick one superhero, who would be your favorite superhero? Uh, Dr. Manhattan. Blue skin, Who'd man. Would want naked all the time. Wait, which one Sorry. <laughs> if you want a serious one? answer, I'm really a fan of Dr. Strange. I am a, I'm a big fan of Dr. Strange. I do enjoy that, like, um, the idea of a guy that in his own right was a superhero but needed to basically be knocked down to size to 
understand and live up to the potential that he had. Um, I, it, it's a weird story, but I, I kind of like that, that like you, you were doing it. And then the only way that you actually realized how good you had it and how good you are and how good you can be is that you had to get basically knocked off your perch. So I enjoy that story. So in a, in a serious tone, Dr. Strange, but every time somebody asks Dr. Manhattan, just because blue skin, he's always naked, and he flies. Great. <laughs> All right. Go on with the naked superhero. Um, Gotta go mine, with the naked superhero. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, minds, people who know me, know that it is Superman. So, um, actually growing up, uh, one of the first pretty much movies that I used to watch because it was played so often was Superman with Christopher Reeve. And mm-hmm. I remember um, ABC, it almost seemed like every few months or so, the Saturday night movie was either Superman or Superman 2. And we would tape it and I'd watch it every so often. And uh, yeah, but no, I would watch Superman. So no, that became my favorite one. Even though I love close second underdog, uh, <laughs> I would watch the cartoon every day. So there you go. Would Mr. Magoo count as a superhero since you know nobody really knew what he was doing, but he always ended up saving the day? If he is a <laughs> hero to you, then yes, Mr. Magoo would count. <laughs> oh, Magoo, you did it again. <laughs> Didn't even need a sound clip for that. <laughs> um, no, we got it down. Yeah, <laughs> but we got a lot of things ahead tonight for you. Um, I will attempt to do a commentary uh, tonight. Uh, also ahead, retro moment of the week. I guess I have to set this up without really giving it away. Um, I will just say one of it has to do with something infamous that happened 36 years ago today. And then the other one I'm going to apologize for ahead of time because it's really bad. And when we talk retro on this show, uh, retro includes some things that may not be acceptable today. We're all grown adults. So the other portion of the retro moment tonight, it is just that. It is not uh, ideology that we're putting across. It is a commercial. It is for retro moment of the week because I let you judge. But I will just say, be forewarned, it's not good. I don't agree with it, but it's not good. That's all I'll say. Uh, Also still ahead tonight, we will take a look at what is trending. Uh, We will also talk about uh, Lizzo because this week she kind of brought up something which I I was a little confused by, and I'm hoping we can kind of hammer this out. Uh, She talked a little bit about the body positive movement. She feels that it's been co-opted, but I'm going to tell you who she thinks it's been co-opted by. You'll be surprised. And then uh, what happens if – You go on a date, and someone invites 
a person, people, along. We're going to tell you <laughs> what happened. Um, and then, of course, like I said, tonight's commentary, and then we, if we have a little time, uh, we got a couple other uh, additional stories. Uh, but first story tonight that I wanted to kind of talk about has to do pretty much with what's going on now. And I was actually kind of shocked about this because the New York Times uh, printed out an article stating, Welcome to the YOLO economy. Of course, for you kids that aren't hip, YOLO meaning you only live once. But according to them, burned out and flush with savings, some workers are quitting stable jobs in search of post-pandemic adventure. And they said that something strange is happening to the exhausted type A millennial workers of America. And they said after a year spent hunched over their MacBooks and during back-to-back Zooms and in-between sourdolos and Peloton rides, they are flipping the carefully arranged chessboards of their lives and deciding to risk it all. Some are abandoning, abandoning cushy and stable jobs to start a new business, turn a side hustle into a full-time gig, or finally work on that screenplay. Others are scoffing at their boss's return to office mandates and threatening to quit unless they're allowed to work wherever and whenever they want. They're emboldened by rising uh, vaccination rates and recovering job market. Their bank accounts, fattened by a year of stay-at-home savings and soaring asset prices, have increased their risk appetites. And while some of them are just changing jobs, others are stepping off the career uh, treadmills altogether. And it says, if this movement has a rallying cry, it's YOLO, You Only Live Once, an acronym popularized by the rapper Drake a decade ago and deployed by cheerful risk-takers ever since. The term is a meme among stock traders on Reddit who use it when making irresponsible bets that sometimes pay off anyway. And they said, to be clear, the pandemic isn't over. It means that Americans are still grieving the loss of jobs and loved ones, and not everyone can afford to throw caution to the wind, before a growing number of people with financial cushions and in-demand skills, the dread and anxiety of the past year are giving away to a new kind of professional fearlessness. And they went on to talk about stories of people who have done this, and while raises and time off may persuade some employees to stay put, for other, um, they fear that the only solution is radical change. And it says that it feels that we've been so locked in careers for the past decade, this is our opportunity to switch it up. And someone recently decided to leave their $130,000 a year job uh, because their company was requiring workers to return to the office by June 1st. I would say to you right now, uh, do you think that this will become – because it seems like a lot of people now are kind of like, hey, I've been at home. I haven't had to deal with the stress of going to the office, no traffic. I'm you know, at home, and I don't have that long commute. I love being at home because I have more time to do stuff instead of being in a car. Or it has given them time to pretty much sit and think that there are better things than to be stuck in the rat race. Do you think that this is going to be, quote, a short-term thing for some people, or do you see the way of jobs shifting to people now branching out and going at it on their own and not having to deal with being back in an office, COVID or not COVID? I'm going with the second choice, Alex. 
Um, no, it, it really is. There are a lot of people that I have. Um, I have not had the luxury of um, understanding and, and knowing the work from home, like day-to-day grind. Um, my civilian job, as you call, called it earlier, um, it was one of those jobs where I was in the office um, every day. So I haven't had that that break. Uh, or not, I don't want to call it a break, but I haven't had that, um, that experience. Now, uh, recently I've had a very short taste of it, and I'm older. I, I know that you're going to say, yeah, but we're about the same age. Um, but I think because I think our generation, more of our generation feels like the, the structure of the office lends some validity to the business of going to, to work. And, like, there's a, there's a solid distinction between work and home. Um, I know there are people that enjoy working from home. Again, because of that, like being able to to not have that commute. Um, but yeah, I I see an uptick of people actually, and especially out here, there's a lot of people that have um, moved out of the um, out of the um, California um, valleys, a couple of different ones, and moved away from there because they don't have to commute to work anymore. They could do it remotely. So they're they're moving to, especially in northern Nevada, up into northern Nevada, where, you know, it's cheaper to live. So I, I do see a lot of that happening. Is it good? I, it's not really up to me to say it's good or bad. Um, is it a threat to be like, hey, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not coming in. You can't make me come into work. <laughs> That that's a little rude. I think that that that's where you have to like make a call of hey, you know. I think that's an attitude of you, you. There is an authority figure there that you have to deal with. So, don't don't start being too big for your britches is what my dad would say. So um, yeah, that's where I'm at with that. That's my opinion on that. Good on you if you do have a job that allows you to do that. That can have you do that. And I would say, yeah, stay home. It, if you it, like it, stay home. Do by all means, yes, take advantage of that if you can. Stay home. Yeah, it's. Hate um, it of the world. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's how some people feel after all that money that's stockpiled up. But I don't know. I think as it disappears, though, because eventually. If you get back to doing something and as things open up, you're going to be more inclined to do things in which that money disappears. And I think my worry is at that point, where do you go? Because my fear here is that I think jobs are doing the most that they can to keep as many people as they can because they know that this is tough times and they know that eventually the chip will turn. But as these people leave their jobs, my worry is that I don't see jobs in a rush to replace the people that left uh, it, it's a very dangerous uh, jump because if you're looking to leave, you pretty much just opened up some money for the company, which I don't know if they're going to really want to replace. <laughs> uh, I have seen jobs like that where if someone left, especially during the pandemic time, 
if they left, which is bold because I don't know who would leave a job while the pandemic. Well, actually, I have seen a few people leave jobs or jump to new positions. Um, it's a risky move. But like you said, we're not one to tell you, you know, what to do. Um, and I understand. I get it. Because you have had, quote, that freedom of being at home, realizing yourself, if that makes sense, uh, and things that you can do that now kind of take up your time. And if it is something that is profitable, something that you don't need to punch the clock for or go and do that nine to five, awesome. Uh, will it be the wave of the future? I don't think it will, because I think as the market gets crowded for everyone that can, quote, uh, you know, make furniture, uh, there will eventually be a need to get back into some type of workforce. My worry is whether that job will be there or whether jobs will take advantage of this boom of people now leaving out on their own and not uh, replace the worker that leaves, thus leading to a little bit more stress for the people that are left there. But we'll see. It's going to be an interesting thing um, as we kind of go forward here with how a post-pandemic job market will look. Uh, I thought that was an interesting article uh, this week coming out about that. Uh, we're already at the halfway point, kids. Um, I had a commentary tonight. I was always say that any commentaries, any views or viewpoints is the express uh, con- uh, thoughts and opinions of myself. <laughs> it has uh, my co-host or anyone uh, in affiliation of this show. It is not of theirs, solely mine. This is the beautiful thing about being on this platform is that I can do that. (laughs) When you pay the bills, you can have your own comment. You can say what you want, and you can do what you want. Um, And I am respectable of all opinions um, and will gladly hear them. But I would be remiss this week, and I – sat here, and I'll be honest with you because we've been honest with each other here over the last few years that we've been here, um, especially in this role. Uh, This week pretty much probably was a very tense week uh, up until after Tuesday when the jury in Minneapolis came back with uh, their decision uh, in the trial of Derek Chauvin. And I actually did talk with someone or uh, texted with someone uh, who lived up that way, and they felt a sense of relief. And, of course, there are going to be those who will take one side or the other. And I often wonder at any time if we can agree on what happened, why it happened, if we can be better and not have that happen. Uh I know a lot of times people will probably say you're naive, but I would hope that we can all open our eyes to the situation and not Monday morning quarterback it, but pretty much uh, study it so that we don't have to go through a period like that again. And 
I will be honest with you, where it was about a year ago, in the midst of all of this happening, where I said people were tired of being sick and tired. And there are a lot of situations in which, as I said, uh, there are those who have one opinion one way or the other about that, and you're entitled to that opinion. What we have to think about and what we have to remember from all of this is that there are a block of people who felt that the actions by Derek Chauvin were an abuse of power in which it led to the death of a suspect. No one, whether you are a prisoner or whether you are someone who has done wrong, deserves a knee in the neck for almost nine minutes, any nationality whatsoever. Society's gotten to a point that even in wrongdoing, sometimes we try to look for a rationale for the wrong. And for those who were thinking that he was doing his job and that anyone can't do their job anymore, I point out the many great men and women in blue who do and know right from wrong. Believe me, it's just as hard for some folks to survive or thrive in public with or without a uniform on. And we can all agree as well that those who serve and protect live with great stresses. But just remember that there is an expectation to do the right thing. And if you permit me a moment, I want to tell you a personal story of something that happened about a week ago to me. Personally, there was a young man who I don't know whether he was a little bit out of it, whether he was on something, but he showed up at my doorstep. And within minutes, uh, he had on his phone a call to the police. And, of course, the police were called, and two officers showed up. And after that, two more officers showed up, and another two. And for those who have seen this story many times before, you worry about the end result. And it took over an hour, but they actually talked with this young man, who was incoherent, at times agitative, the end of the day, There was no knee in the neck. There was no shooting. There was no violence. And for a lot of people, they wonder why can't that happen all the time. Now, let's be honest. In some instances, that can't happen. There are things that will cause an officer to have to defend themselves. But we can all agree on this instance of what happened to George Floyd that that did not have to happen. But I hope that for those who do it by the book, continue to do it by the book. And just as people in uniform, uh, those who are held to a higher expectation do it by the book, I hope that we can go along with them and that we can all do it by the book so that we never have to question a wrong decision that was made in Minneapolis. We'll be right back with more page one, but first our retro moments of the week. 
I will explain them after we return, but first you're listening to page one with LeVar and Mary. What's the matter, Wilbur? They changed my Coke. Something wrong with it? Don't know, but they sure changed it. Coulda asked. But coulda. I stuck with them through three wars and a couple of dust storms, but this is too much. Guess something big made them change. Right, big. Right, big. Pepsi, the choice of a new generation. Still coulda asked. you gals, but lots of you make a big mistake thinking all gelatins are alike because they look and taste alike. Uh-oh, I see a sweet little thing reaching for that other gelatin. Hold on. And don't you know that Royal has vitamin C? This other gelatin doesn't have it? No, and they charge more than Royal, too. <laughs> really? Sure, sweetie. That's why you should buy Royal gelatin. Spend less and get vitamin C. No common gelatin could be called Royal. <laughs> You're listening to Page One with LeVar and Mary on Block Talk Radio. Your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LeVar and Mary. Page one, everyone. LeVar, along with Mary. I guess I have to explain those two retromercials. <laughs> it was on this date <laughs> back in 1985 that Coca-Cola made the horrible decision to go with New Coke. <laughs> if you were living around that time, I think you all know of the backlash that happened. It even caused the CEO of Coca-Cola at that time to go on the air with a commercial stating that he heard all of the complaints and that they will be going back to what they then called Coca-Cola Classic. And Pepsi, in all of its infancy, decided to take advantage of Coca-Cola's major error and blunder and come out with a commercial with uh, three elderly gentlemen who were not happy about the change at all. So that explains that commercial. (laughs) But the second commercial was from the 1960s for Royal Gelatin. <laughs> the stuff in between was just like, what is that? Yeah, it was bad. And, and the thing is, is that that was commercials in the '60s for you. Uh, <laughs> it was all sorts of bad, and I, and I couldn't believe it when I saw the commercial. I was like, okay, you're calling her sweetie, and you're saying, oh, you gals make it. You know what that guy sounded like? You remember mm. the uh, character on Laugh In? Uh, the the dirty old man. <laughs> no, like, have I blocked him out? Like, would you I like a Harvey Wallbanger? You know, like, <laughs> 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 he kept like it was mm, the mm-hmm. in be- yeah mm-hmm, in between. Oh, would you like a wall meadow? Like, oh, <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> it was like no, it was, no. It was just very bad. So yes. We did that for the retro commercialness of it and to prove a point of just how bad commercials were back then and how far we come. Because a commercial like that would not make it to the airways. <laughs> I guarantee And if it you. did, there would be a lot of tongue in cheek. There would it would be really there would be a lot of tongue in cheek and it wouldn't be it wouldn't be that commercial. No. 
It would not be that commercial at all. <laughs> that was like beyond just not good. Um, I'm going to get to the story here in a moment, uh, in a little bit, about um, the date. Um, but I kind of want to talk about here right off the bat, uh, since we are back. And this is this was an interesting from this. So recorded uh, as reported by Billboard this week, uh, Lizzo, who has uh, pretty much been long outspoken about loving your body and normalizing larger shapes. But she's got a gripe with how the body positivity movement's been going. She says in a recent TikTok video, please use the body positivity movement to empower yourself. But we need to protect and uplift the bodies it was created for and by. Uh, the True Hurt singer went into detail in her passionate video. She said now that body positivity has been co-opted by all bodies and people are finally celebrating medium and small girls, um, and people who occasionally get roles. Fat people are still getting the short end of this movement, she said. We're getting crapped on. We're still getting talked about, memed, shamed, and no one cares anymore because it's like body positivity is for everybody. The artists continue by encouraging everyone to celebrate their bodies and use the movement to feel empowered, but ask that people not forget the origins of body positivity. She said the people who created this movement, big women, uh, big brown and black women, queer women, are not benefiting from the mainstream success of it. Our bodies are none of your effing business. Our health is none of your effing business. All we ask is that you keep the same energy with these medium girls that you, besides promoting body positivity on social media, the Grammy winner has a new project on her plate to help further her message. She's creating a new reality competition for Amazon. And the aim of the show is to find talented, full-figured models and dancers to join her on stage. Where are all the big girls, she asked on Instagram when she announced the program on March 19th. That's what I want to know. Um, so with that, it leads to my question here, because is it kind of confusing? Because when we do talk body shaming, and as a male, I can't uh, answer more so as to the movement it is, but when we talk about it, should it encompass all, or is it really just about one type of body size? And is she wrong for trying to, quote, analyze it back to one particular body size? Okay. Let's dig into this. Um Body positivity is supposed to be about body, is about feeling good about yourself. And I know a lot of people, myself included, that has some level of body dysmorphia. Um, now, I'm not saying that I, I and LeVar can attest to this, I'm not saying that I think I am 700 pounds and need to be, like, locked in a, in a dungeon somewhere and, and, like, I'm the dragon troll person. I don't think that of myself. But I do not have as positive of an image of myself as others who are around me see me as. Pretty accurate, I'd say, yeah? Yeah? 
Um, so, and I'm I'm not a larger girl. I'm not small girl by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm not a larger girl either. So I'd be put in the medium category. Body positivity should be for everyone. Now, I understand why why she's saying this was made for the larger women out there who have been shamed. Body shaming tends to be normally people that already have a huge, big, you know, view of themselves do what they do to get to where they think they need to be and then shaming the people that don't also do that. That's really Does it kind of dilute the message, though, when uh, you're trying to I guess what's the word I'm looking for? You're trying to claim it for she's one limited. particular type of body? Yeah, she's trying to limit it to be like, hey, this body, body, body positivity, this movement is for this specific. That's like saying that um, accepting who you are is only for LGBTQ um, mm-hmm. plus communities. That, that's, that's not how it should be. It should be. And I'm living in, I know I'm living in a fantasy world where everything is right and rainbows and unicorns, but it should be that body positivity is being positive about your body for everyone and not just women, men, transgender, no gender, the whole, like the entire rainbow of people should be positive about their own bodies. They should be comfortable in their own skins and they should never have anyone make them feel any lesser of a person because of their size, their race, their gender, their sexuality, or any combination or lack thereof. There should never be that that negative energy coming towards you. Now, again, I'm living in a world with rainbows and unicorns. I know in the real world that's not true. People are going to do that. But you can't necessarily sit here and say, I want women to be body positive. But only if you're over 300 pounds. Well, what if right. I'm 275? Right. I'm not over 300 pounds, but I'm not a small girl, you know? Why can't I be body positive? What mm-hmm. if I'm 6'8", you know, it's only for, for women that are, you know, 400 pounds and 5'10", that they could wear 6-inch heels. Well, if I'm 6'8", and I want to wear 6-inch heels, why is that person not allowed to do it? Because you made that up? So I'm in that weird category of I understand what she's trying to say, and I understand where she's going, and I applaud her for starting that movement, but it should be going towards the positive side of that. She should be really happy that everyone's wanting to latch onto that. Everyone's wanting to be positive everyone's trying to get rid of that negative. And like I said, there's a lot of people that have just misconceptions of their own bodies. Women that I think are beautiful, women that I would die, I would kill to have their body shape, their weight, their height, their hair color, their skin color, whatever the case may be. People I look at and go, oh, my God, you are adorable. And if I was a lesbian, I'd want to date you. Or if I was a guy, I'd want to date you. And those women, I know well enough that they're like, yeah, but this is how I look like to myself in the mirror. I look like this ugly, horrible thing. I could pick out every little flaw and point at it, and it just morphed into something huge. Why can't they be positive? Why can't they be part of that movement? So, yeah, I'm in that weird in-between. I get what she's saying. 
and bravo for her for, for making sure that we still continue to move forward with it, but she should celebrate the fact that it's everyone, not just little girls or medium girls, you know, like... It, 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 was, it was almost to I me know. like it was like yeah yeah that's great and all that we're doing all that but remember it was about the big girls first so make sure that you go back to the core of and when you ask people to go back to the core of they're going to shove aside the rest of the core does that make sense mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's you know to ask to go back to the core rationale of why you're doing something for a lot of people out there, they're already, if you're asking to me, because I was like, you, you have to, and I was like, if you're going to ask people to be a part of a movement, that movement has to include everyone that it affects. You cannot go by one particular group. You know, uh, the only time especially when it comes to that, because now I'm going to uh, put an asterisk to that, because the only time that you can really uh, pretty much put something on a spotlight is if it is happening to just one particular group and no one else. But in this case, because this is something that affects everyone, I think it kind of hurts and dilutes the message a little bit the smart people get it, but for those who are on the fence about joining that movement or for those who you're trying to get over the fence to be a part of that movement, which it should be everyone, we shouldn't even have to be talking about, you know, shaming someone because everyone, well, no matter who, you, well, no matter who you pray to, but everyone is perfect and the ultimate power is image. We are who we are. But it, it it saddens me that we still are at a point of where we still have to talk about this or, quote, being nice and not shaming people based upon how they look. Um, but I think it kind of, in a way, it kind of hurts the message a little bit because now you're saying, oh, you know what, the skinny girls and the medium girls will be all right. Come back and remember the main reason why. They still get body shamed, too. I can't tell you how many times back in the 90s that a Kate Moss used to get body shamed for being too thin. Or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, someone else, if they didn't look like a size 4 or a size 6, got shamed. Or this celebrity, oh, you know, they would be pissed if they were just a little bit less. What? You know, that's why I was like, you know, shaming of all parts. Yeah. Shaming of all parts is wrong, but I think that you have to include, especially in something like this, all types because that is body shaming. The core of body shaming is every different type of body. Is it more so one over the other? Yes, it is, but you're not going to be united and strong until you are all banded together to combat the overall shaming. So... I think I think I think that um, just by calling it a movement, movement in and of itself, it's a movement. There is change; it ebbs, it flows. If you restrict a movement, then it will die. 
like an yeah. organism. That movement will just be like, oh, do you remember that? You know that thing that happened back in like 2020. And it'll be that passing thought of, do you remember that thing? Now it's become selfish. It almost mm. feels, let's, let's, let's put it like, this is the part that upset me, and I kind of didn't want to say it, but it became selfish at that point. It's like, mm-hmm. I was all for body, body positivity. I'm all for celebrating all sizes, all shapes of women. I am, hey, you wear that, and you wear it well, and my God, you look great in it. Go. Do right. you. You feel comfortable in that? You look. You want to walk around with your head held high? I'm not gonna. I ain't gonna. Nope. I'm not saying nothing. That was how I thought the body positivity thing was happening. When you pull back and say no, 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 because you know skinny girls, medium girls, y- y'all don't need to be really positive because you should be positive already. Two things go through my mind when somebody says that. One, how do you know? Because now you're saying, and that's very selfish of you. How dare you? And now that makes me just not want to be part of that movie. Now, am I still, am I going to shame somebody, shame anyone? No, God, no. That's not going to happen. So that's it. But I'm not also going to be like, yeah, body positivity and woo movement. I'm not going to do that either. And that's going to lose a lot of steam Yeah. really fast. Yeah, I don't think one, you know, segment of it has more ownership than the other, uh, even though when one thinks that they like think of one segment over the other, but one segment doesn't own it more than the other. So, um, yeah. Going over to Twitter tonight, let you know what is trending. Uh, Jacob DeGrom is trending because he has recorded a career-high 15 strikeouts as the Mets shut out the Nationals 6 to nothing tonight. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race is trending. Mortal Kombat is trending as reviews are still coming out, uh, which was released today. And also trending is NPR News. The reason why is uh, there's a little game that's going about, is that your NPR reporter name is your favorite pattern plus a deceased singer songwriter. So if you take those two things and combine them, that is your NPR reporter name. So for example, uh, what is your favorite pattern? I I don't know. Plaid? Okay. (laughs) So what's your favorite pattern or just... No, we'll go with plaid. So what's your favorite deceased singer slash songwriter? Do they have to be a songwriter? Or a singer. Just singer? Mm-hmm. There's so many. There's so <laughs> many. There really is so many. Like, I like a lot of them. I can't pick out one. But the first one that popped into my head that, that uh, went too soon was um, Whitney Houston. So it would be Platt Houston, which would be your, <laughs> your uh, oh, other people coming out tonight. So what would yours be? You know what? That is a very good question because here's the thing. Um, I I'm bad at um, I'm bad at pattern. Because um, <laughs> I was like, when I think patterns, I'm thinking like a color. But I guess I would have to be more um, aligned with pattern because somebody actually had uh, Paisley Prince, which I guess is a pattern. But I, you know, like you, I, I love. Well, I was going to say Argyle's not a pattern. 
Um, Actually, it is. Oh, so let's see. Mine's would be. Um, I'm going to go. I'm just going to pick James Brown and Argyle. So I'm Argyle Brown. <laughs> <laughs> that is my NPI report today. <laughs> oh goodness. Argyle Brown and NPI. <laughs> Oh, you have uh, a voice, too. That's never good. I know. Now you can imagine me wearing a monocle and wearing a jacket with, like, patches on it. Yeah. Exactly, uh, yeah. But that is one of the things that's trending tonight. Uh, also, uh, trending tonight, um, Zach Efron is trending. And the reason why uh, was that a lot of people said that his face appeared noticeably different during a virtual Earth Day celebration alongside Bill Nye and Justin Bieber. And it is sparking plastic surgery rumors with his, quote, new look. I don't know. I'm looking at the photo. Um, ew. I don't, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's that's too close call. I'm not going to be one of those people that's going to say that he did or he didn't. Uh, also, All right, let me take a look at this while you're doing the next the yeah. next little thing. Also trending is Captain America as a fourth Captain America movie is in the works with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier creator and showrunner Malcolm Spellman co-writing its script. So that coming out this evening. Um, and then uh, – yeah, that is, besides the normal Friday night things that are out there, uh, is what is trending online. Um, so definitely check out uh, Twitter, and you too can see what's going on. But, yeah, those are a few of the uh, things that are trending. I uh, wanted to <laughs> talk about a very interesting story that I saw. I'm not sure... It's true, it's validity, but this comes from the London Mirror, and a man took to TikTok to share an awkward dating story that saw him mingling with the women's other potential suitors in an unexpected group date in a video that has been viewed over 157,000 times. A man said that he was left stunned after he discovered that a woman he went on a date with invited 16 other guys to without telling him. The man explained that he had made plans to go on a date with a woman he had been chatting with on a dating site called Hinge, but when he arrived, he was greeted by four other men who had all been invited on the date, too. In a video that's been viewed more than 157,000 times on TikTok, where uh, he said that, as you guys know, I'm pretty bad at dating, but I actually decided to go on a date for the first time in like a year, and this is what happened. This is not a joke, by the way. He then goes around the group introducing each person that it turned up, First was the woman's friend who was, quote, forced to be there. Then he turned the camera to three other men who had been invited, too. He then zooms in on the women who organized a surprise get-together in the background, who could be heard making a speech stating that I invited everyone that I matched with on Hinge. So here you all are. I hope you get along. Since being posted, the video has racked up almost 21,000 likes and 900 comments from people who were divided by the woman's actions. Uh, while a few people thought it was a good idea, others called her out for being, quote, disrespectful. 
Uh, another one said that I'd simply walk out, to which the man, the man revealed that some did. Uh, and other people have said there's a major red flag. And I don't know. If you were to go on a date and someone had invited along five or ten other people that they also matched with, how would you feel? I I would I would be probably <laughs> I mean I, I it I would there would be a lot of comparing there would be a lot of like okay <laughs> there would be a lot of comparisons I would I I don't mm, how would you feel this has to do with the guys more than the chicks. Well, I mean, I was asking on a reversal, man, because I know it could probably happen the other way. But if I'm a guy and I'm showing up and I see other people, I'm walking out. Because if we – if you're going to turn this into – because it, it's like being on The Bachelor or Bachelorette at that point. Now you're vying for time. And if they show more of an interest towards one other person, you know, it's kind of disrespectful, you know. Mm-hmm. I, if we can't have one-on-one time for me to, quote, make my – uh, case or to you know for us to talk and have a true date and plus who pays for that does everybody go Dutch <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean yes, it's actually, rude because I it's like you yes, didn't tell him I can understand absolutely. if she had told him if she had told him and he still decided to go and walk into it I'd be like well that's on you but to not tell somebody that you were inviting everyone that you uh, you know, pretty much matched with. That's rude. So that's already yes, a red flag. Yes, it is rude. But there would that would be where I would be comparing myself. That's where I would be like, what? What about me compared to these people? Like, are we all looking the same? Do we all have the same haircut? Do we all have like like what is there about you know me versus that person? Um, that would go through my mind. I'm still stuck on the whole video part. <laughs> yeah, you put it on TikTok, uh, which a lot like, of people saw, and it uh, <laughs> has already gotten a lot. But he was ready with it. Like, as soon as uh, no, it, I mean, it, well, people, we already knew how he felt. As soon yeah. as he got there and everything went sideways, he's like, and here you go. Yeah. I guess he figured nobody would believe him if he didn't put it on uh, TikTok. On but, yeah. yeah. Picture sure didn't happen. But you know what, though? The one part to that story that I'm kind of, like, wishing that I had known was did he wind up kind of really sticking it out or if he uh, is going to get a second date or who got chose? So it's, it's a lot of questions I got here. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of questions. And Not after 16 people, do you pare it down to eight and then do it again like American Idol until you get, like, a specific number? How does that work? And even then, <laughs> after that initial 16, did she go back online and find some more people, and did they make the second date? Or how, how does that even work? <laughs> you know how it works? It doesn't. That's how that works. I'm kind of curious. The young lady herself uh, did a video or, or a response to it all. I'm hoping mm-hmm. that there is an update to this story. I don't know. Uh, but before we get out of here tonight, there was one more story that I saw. And what is the one thing that we have talked about on this show consistently that 
is just a total no-no when it comes to those who are expecting a child. Don't touch my belly. Well, not just that, but gender reveal party. Don't ask me if I'm fat when you do. No, I'm just kidding. There's a lot of no, gender reveal parties. <laughs> so I kid you not, this story came out. A gender reveal party using 80 pounds of explosives made nearby residents think there was an earthquake. A New Hampshire family used 80 pounds of explosives to celebrate their gender reveal that left nearby residents with property damage. Uh, it happened. Uh, one person turned himself in to authorities in Kingston, New Hampshire, which is roughly 50 miles north of Boston. Police were dispatched to Tormio Industries on Tuesday after receiving reports of an explosion. There they discovered a family celebrating a gender reveal party with 80 pounds of Tannerite explosive targets used for firearms practice, according to police. The family thought it was a safe area for the explosion, but nearby residents said it caused property damage. It cracked foundations of the neighbors' homes, um, and one person said, I don't know how that's right. Other residents believed it was an earthquake. It was a loud boom that shook over four uh, family townhomes, um, and police said no one was injured in the explosion and confirmed the family is having a boy. The individual who purchased and detonated the Tannerite is cooperating with the investigation and police, quote, will make a determination on what charges will be forthcoming. Idiot. <laughs> Why are people having gender reveal parties? I, I, I thought that was a fad that was supposed to go away. <laughs> I, I thought it was, and apparently it is not, and it continues. I mean, so, come on, yeah. we didn't hear about the forest fire in California? Like, come nope. on, people. Nope. That's what I'm like. What? Nope. No one heard about come it. Come on. Yep. That is what we led to. Uh, but with that, uh, the old clock on the wall is telling us our time is, well, it, every show now is supersized. You know we can never end on time. So <laughs> I don't even know that why we just don't go out we to 90 minutes. We started rolling, and it's like, oh, we're going to stretch it out because we don't have a lot to fill in, and then it just takes on a life of its own. Now we've got too much. Actually, there was one that ended up on the cutting room floor tonight. We'll see if we will talk about that story next week. If not, um, we'll have more news stories to talk about with you. But any – I know you probably got at least one, but any shout-outs tonight? Um, the only, like, the one that I have um, is for the juniors and seniors that are going to be celebrating from this weekend. So have fun to them. Um, really, I don't have a lot of other people I have to, and, like, we got birthdays coming up soon. But right now, no, we're good. Um, but, uh, you know, the same thing as always. Be good to one another. Butterflies and rainbows, or unicorns and rainbows. I know. I am uh, trying not to end on a Motlin note, but uh, I was kind of shocked this week. Uh, Shock G, if you are a fan of the Humpty Dance from the 90s, uh, he was the guy who was Humpty. Uh, passed away yesterday. 57. Only 57 years really? old. Really? Yeah. So this weekend, if you were out partying, uh, played a Humpty Dance uh, in his honor. And, uh, yeah, it's it's just one more thing where it's like, um, you know, a part of your 
childhood and great music, but that's the one thing with great music and with people who leave lasting impressions is that they leave music that we will still be dancing to. Um, um, and even last night, watching all the people who had uh, posted either the Humpty Dance or other songs that he had did, uh, of course, he worked along with Tupac Shakur and a lot of uh, music as well. Um, but, yeah, too too young of an age of 57. Um, but, you know, this weekend, go out, laugh a little, play the Humpty Dance, reminisce about your times in grade school or high school or <laughs> college, <laughs> dancing to that song, and enjoy the weekend. I do know that uh, as of this week, um, we are, this is the next to last Friday for the month, so next we meet, it will be the last day of the month. It will be April 30th. <sighs> Rolling into May. Um, but, yeah. And trust me, we are still pretty soon uh, working on the next wave and how you hear this show. Please, please. So, <laughs> coming soon. And until then, join us online, newscommentblog.com. Also, Mary's page on Twitter at Blue Eyes Mama. And me over at News Comment BTR. But with that, thanks so much for listening, everybody. We appreciate you listening. We uh, thank you for listening. Uh, also on Instagram. Follow me over there as well. And uh, until next we meet, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next Friday night with page one. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple.